morning. We've got two short Bible passages this morning. The first one is from Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The second reading we have is from Lamentations, chapter 3, 22 to 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Heavenly Father, uh, we come now under your word and, and uh, before you and we ask that you would speak to us. Uh, we thank you for this opportunity that we have in the, the busyness and chaos of this month and of this season. Uh, we thank you for the opportunity that we have now uh, to maybe uh, quieten our hearts and minds and, and maybe uh, slow down and, uh, and spend some time in reflection and remembrance. And so I pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, through your will that, that uh, this would be a great time uh, of reflection and remembrance for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, over these past four weeks, uh, we've spent uh, some time working through these themes of Advent, uh, these, these themes that assist us uh, in, in preparing for and anticipating the coming of our Lord Jesus, uh, the coming of our Lord Jesus as a baby into the world that we celebrate at Christmas. But then, as well as that, uh, they also assist us as we anticipate and await the coming again of Jesus in all authority, in all power, when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That's what Advent means in, in our Christian tradition, the arrival of our Lord Jesus as a baby on that very first Christmas, but then also again as we look forward to. This morning, I, I want to tie all of that together the, these last four weeks. Uh, by discussing and, and I guess kind of leading us through a spiritual habit, a, a spiritual practice, which I believe is absolutely essential in discovering true hope, peace, love and joy, which we've spent these past four weeks reflecting on. There is a spiritual habit which some of us are just naturally incredibly good at. Some of us uh, naturally are, are really quite skilled. Others of us may find this really difficult. Either way, it is a habit which I believe is absolutely essential, not only as a means to experience hope, peace, love and joy, but absolutely essential in our daily walk with Jesus. Essential as we seek to venture through life with all of its ups and downs. Essential as we seek to be more Christ-like Christians in the world, essential as we seek to be better friends to others, better wives and husbands, better mothers and fathers, an essential spiritual habit for every single aspect of our lives. The habit is remembering the faithfulness of God. Remembering the faithfulness of God. As I said earlier, some of us are incredibly skilled and, and quite diligent in remembering the faithfulness of God already. You know, maybe that's part of your, your daily walk with Jesus, your daily prayer time or, or, or scripture reading time is remembering the faithfulness of God. 
Perhaps this is a habit which you intentionally work at because you see its merits. Or perhaps you've never really considered remembering the faithfulness of God to be a spiritual habit. Some of us would say that we remember the faithfulness of God not because we necessarily decide to, not because we're intentionally going about remembering the faithfulness of God, but simply because we've experienced his faithfulness so richly that it's just etched into our hearts. What I've found, especially this year as we've worked through this Advent series, what I've found is is that Christmas is a great opportunity to remember the faithfulness of God. It's a great time to spend in remembrance. Now, remembrance is pretty natural for all of us. We're all pretty good at remembering, at least for maybe the first 70 years of life. And I know it gets a little bit tougher, I'm aware of that. Uh, but, but naturally, I wasn't actually joking then, I know it actually gets genuinely harder past a certain age to remember. And that's, that's, not, uh, that's not an easy thing to deal with. Remembrance is, is pretty natural for all of us. It's, it's something that human beings do really well. I always find it funny when, when families get together and then they end up spending their whole time just remembering, right? That's what families do when they gather together. Remembering their years as kids growing up. They, they reminisce on, on previous houses that they've lived in. They, they remember past holidays that they went on as a family. I'm sure it's the same for all of you. Human beings are good at remembering. We naturally remember things. My grandma, I, I call her Nanny. Uh, many of you will have met Nanny. She's come along to church a number of times here. She's got an awesome memory, far better than me. She's got an awesome memory. She tells me the most in-detail stories of her childhood. You know, 75 years ago, she, she's telling stories about, you know, her childhood. Um, she remembers as, a, as like a three- or four-year-old girl sitting on Alan Neat's lap at Guy Baptist Church while he taught Sunday school. Like 75 years ago, sitting on Alan... If you don't know Alan, um, Margaret and Yvonne, who are here, uh, their dad, he's 97 now, is that correct? 97, and he's, he had a pretty good memory as well when I last saw him. He was telling me stories of his childhood. Nanny remembers back, 75 years, sitting on Alan Neat's lap while he taught Sunday school. When I started at Dapto, she said, you've got to meet Alan Neat, you've got to find Alan Neat, because she just remembers this lovely young man at the time who taught her the Bible. Human beings are good at remembering. Our minds are truly impressive with what they can remember. But sometimes, I think, across the board, we're pretty bad at remembering the faithfulness of God. And I think God knows this. We see these hints throughout God's Word that God knows that we so easily forget. So throughout Scripture, we see almost every time that God acts in power... Every time he he acts in power throughout the scriptures, he creates a rhythm for remembrance. A routine event so that his people will not forget what has been done for them. And then he commands them to remember. For example, do not forget the Sabbath. Don't forget the Sabbath. Why? Well, because human beings need to be reminded that it was God that created the heavens and the earth. Human beings need to be reminded that it was God that created all things. Exodus 20 from verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. A rhythm for remembrance. Every week, 
Spend time remembering that God created the heavens and the earth. Remember that God is sovereign over all, that he is creator God. The festival of Passover is another example. A yearly routine of remembering God's powerful act of freeing his people, of freeing the Israelites from the hand of Pharaoh and sparing them from death in Exodus 13 verse 3. Then Moses said to the people, commemorate this day, the day you came out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, because the Lord brought you out of it with a mighty hand. A rhythm for remembrance. There's many more examples throughout the Old Testament, but but one that's very applicable for all of us that we know very well, we find in the Gospels, uh, the one for this morning is Luke 22, an extremely well-known few verses in Scripture. And Jesus took bread, yeah? He gave thanks, and then he broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this. Why? In remembrance of me. Do this to remember me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this to remember me. A rhythm. Every time you break bread together. Some churches do it every week. That's awesome. We do it about once a month. Other churches do it very rarely. Every time we meet together with believers and we break bread, we should remember the Lord's death until he comes. A rhythm for remembrance. God has instilled in us and commanded of us that his powerful acts are never to be forgotten. Never. Don't you forget that I created you and I created all things. Don't you forget that I delivered you from slavery in Egypt. Don't you forget that I sent my son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. Don't forget it. Mark it in your calendar. A rhythm of remembrance. Remember the mighty acts of God. Now, church, we we can't allow ourselves to forget the mighty acts of God. This is why we, we celebrate Christmas every year. This is why we celebrate Easter This is why we we gather together every week. This is why we take up communion. This is why the preacher up the front every week in every church needs to preach the gospel. Because we can't allow ourselves to forget the mighty acts of God. And what an absolutely almighty act of God is the faithfulness of God. Almighty act, the faithfulness of God. The truth and reality that God keeps his promises. Just read for us just before these ancient words from the prophet Isaiah. This prophecy from God was given to Isaiah 700 years about before the birth of Jesus. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called... Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. God keeps his promises. It's made clear all throughout the scriptures, God keeps his promises. God is faithful. This is evident in the promised Messiah made manifest in Jesus. God is faithful, promised and delivered. God 
is faithful. Now, not only is God faithful throughout the scriptures, that is undeniable. He is undisputed, absolutely. You could bank your life on God's faithfulness from from just what we read in the scriptures, yeah? But also, by the grace of God, his faithfulness is made evident in each of our lives. If you follow Jesus for five minutes or for 55 years, God's faithfulness is evident in your life. And the enemy, this is just a sidebar, the enemy, he wants you to forget God's faithfulness. He wants you to forget how God has shown his faithfulness to you. The enemy wants you to forget your salvation. He wants you to forget God's goodness. He wants you to forget about that time that, that God bailed you out or gave you peace in the face of a storm. He wants you to forget about your life lived in darkness before accepting Jesus and just how lost and broken you were before you experienced the faithfulness of God. He wants you to forget about that time when when money was tight and somehow your bills got paid. He wants you to forget about that heartache and and heartbreaking season that you went through, you know, where God just, just put his arms around you and got you through it. The enemy wants us to forget the faithfulness of God. I'm young, so I haven't gone through some of the heartache that some of you have. I have spent time going alongside people, though, as they've spent time in in just these terrible times of grief, yeah? And what I hear over and over again from believers is, God got me through it. It was God that got me through it. Someone said to me once that that God just, just wrapped them up in a blanket and held them tight for a little while. The comfort of the Father got them through it. When I consider God's faithfulness in my life, I'm led to consider what my life would look like without the faithfulness of God. Imagine that. I know me far better than anyone else. So I know that without the faithfulness of God, my life would be an absolute nightmare. Without the faithfulness of God, I wouldn't have the self-control to resist temptation. Therefore, I'd probably have ruined all relationships. I'd probably have ruined my marriage. I love watching sports, so I probably would have no money because I'd be placing bets on, on the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Thunder, you know, Australia playing Pakistan in the Ashes. That's a good bet, right? Without the faithfulness of God, I wouldn't be able to resist that. I reckon I'd be working in some money-hungry job, slaving away, saving up for that next overseas holiday. That, that's, that's all I put my focus on, that next overseas holiday or, or that new car. I'd be even more arrogant, imagine that. Even more self-righteous even more selfish. I know me, I I know my sinfulness, this is who I am without the faithfulness of God. But instead, I have a wife that loves me and I love her. And she shows me forgiveness and grace and, and sometimes I do the same for her. Oh, I have a kid and one on the way who are the ultimate reality of a gift directly from God. I have a family on my side and on Jess's side who love us and care for us. We live in an incredible country where I can preach the message of the gospel and get paid for it. That's awesome. We live in that amazing house next door. We attend this awesome church here. We live in this just fantastic part of the world on the south coast of New South Wales. We are loved and cared for. We are showered with grace upon grace upon grace. God is faithful. Amen? Now, I don't say all of that so that you'd be thinking about how good my life is. I want you to be doing what I've just done, okay, over those past 
two or three minutes, do what I've just done, but about your own lives. Examine your own lives. Is God faithful? Consider your life if Jesus hadn't saved you. Is it a nightmare like mine? God is faithful. How has he shown his faithfulness to you in your life? I love before each Sunday service um, when we have a a quick prayer meeting in the the side room there. And and Harry or Cliff or myself or whoever's kind of running that prayer meeting will often write down some of the prayer points that people raise. And and then weeks or months or, or even years later, we look back on some of those prayer points. And you know what's really evident? God answers prayers. God listens, God hears us, and then he answers our prayers. And sometimes, not how we expect him to, but God answers prayers. You know why? Because God is faithful. We need to remember, we we just absolutely cannot forget, we need to remember that God is faithful. So I think we need to be intentional about that. If you don't keep a prayer journal currently, maybe you could start keeping one and then jot down all the answered prayers that God has. Jot down your prayers, reflect on it months later, just see how God has come through. Be reminded that he is faithful. When you spend time in God's word, take note of his faithfulness. It's on every page. If you underline it, you'll underline a lot of the Bible. God is faithful. When you spend time with other believers, make it a priority to remind them And then hopefully they'll remind you back of the faithfulness of God, the everlasting faithfulness of God. In Lamentations chapter 3, uh, 22 to 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. What a great truth. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, for great is your faithfulness. This is the beautiful reality of our lives as children of God, chosen by him, saved by his son, gifted grace and mercy. His love for us, it never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. Every single day, new every morning, his faithfulness is made evident to us. So if you're sitting here and you're really doing some good thinking, you're scratching your head trying to think, I can't remember the last time that God was faithful to me. You're missing the point. Just, just a little exercise. Everyone take a big, deep breath in and then breathe out. That's a free gift from God. Right there. A free gift from God. Every breath, every step, every day, every moment, a gift from God. For great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. We have to remember the faithfulness of God. I said just before that Christmas is a good time to remember, and it is. But it's also busy, right? Christmas is pretty chaotic. So many things pull for our focus and attention, and so without a bit of intentionality, we can actually smash through Christmas. We're at the other side, and we've missed the opportunity to stop And think and pause and reflect and remember. If I'm honest, this has been me all of this week. You know why? Because I've got two weeks up in Port Macquarie immediately after tomorrow's service. So my mind, and and I know this is wrong, my mind is thinking, just get through Christmas and then you're on holidays. It'll be awesome. 
That's a really dangerous mindset to have, isn't it? You know why? Because Christmas will come and go and I won't remember the faithfulness of God. I won't spend time remembering the faithfulness of God. Church, let's not allow that to be the case for us. This is what I've been trying to say throughout this Advent series. Don't miss the opportunity to remember the hope, peace, love and joy that we have because of the message of the gospel. Don't miss the opportunity to remember the faithfulness of God this Christmas. And so to close my message this morning, uh, I have a gift for you. Christmas has come a day early. And I genuinely mean that this is a gift, right? In this busy world that we live in, in this chaotic month that we're experiencing, with a whole world of people and things out there trying to take every spare second we have and distract us, the gift I have for you is just a few minutes right now that you can just spend in silence. A few minutes where you can just sit, you can, you can stare awkwardly at me if you'd like, um, you can close your eyes, you can open up God's word, but, but only if it wouldn't be a distraction to you. A few minutes where you can just sit, give over to God, and remember the faithfulness of God. Think back to, to the year that's been. With all the highs and lows, we all go through them. Think about the faithfulness of God. You could think back past the last 12 months. Think about the faithfulness of God. Do that. Remember his faithfulness. Remember how he has carried you and sustained you and provided for you. How he has healed and restored and strengthened you. How he has loved and forgiven and redeemed. How he has blessed you beyond understanding. How he has answered prayers. How he has shown his faithfulness in his word by revealing that he keeps his promises. So that's my gift for you this morning. Don't waste this time. Be intentional with it. Spend some time in prayer. Ask God to reveal his faithfulness to you and reflect on it now. I'll do the same.
Heavenly Father, I, I don't know how you have prompted all of these men and women right now in remembering your faithfulness. I know for myself, about halfway through that time, a little boy yelled out, Dada, and I just, the faithfulness of God is made evident in that for me. And, and then I opened my eyes and I saw a whole room of people who I love and who love me. And, and we get to participate in ministry together and, and your faithfulness was made evident in that as well, God. Father God, I, I pray uh, that that time just spent in remembering the faithfulness of God, um, that will actually then flow into our days, uh, in, into our next week ahead. Uh, it would flow into our time spent with family and friends over the next uh, few days. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would be so filled with the faithfulness of God, with knowledge of, of what you have done for us. Heavenly Father, knowledge of, of what you have done for us in the message of the gospel, what you have done for us in, in the way that you have provided and sustained, in the way that you have um, healed and, and the way that you have restored, the way that you have strengthened, in the way that you have guided and, and given us the ability to, to be obedient given us the, the strength to resist temptation. Father God, you are so faithful. I just pray, Heavenly Father, that we wouldn't forget that, that this church would be built upon the foundation of the message of the gospel, that, that our lives were actually in darkness, that we weren't just drowning in our sins, we were dead in our sins, we were on the bottom of the ocean, and yet you came and you sent your son Jesus who gave his life freely as a ransom for many. That's what we'll spend time reflecting on in tomorrow's sermon. The message of the gospel, the story behind the story of Christmas. Heavenly Father, great is your faithfulness. I pray that in, in everything that is, is thought about and everything that is said, uh, in, in the words that we sing, in the prayers that we pray, uh, in the scriptures that we read and in our time of fellowship as well, Heavenly Father, I pray through it all that you would be glorified, that your name would be lifted high this Christmas, that it wouldn't be muddied by busyness, that it wouldn't be muddied by, by Christmas or some guy in a red suit, it wouldn't be muddied by Christmas lights or, or even family. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would be glorified because you are so worthy in Jesus' name. Amen.